Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Nugabel podcast, all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I have a passion for stories, and this is where some of the best ones get told. This month, I'm talking to some of the most badass women in business in Chattanooga. I'm sitting down with female entrepreneurs from all walks of life to learn about their businesses, how they got started, the challenges they've conquered along the way, and what makes them some of the most badass women in biz. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, a glass of sweet tea, or a nice old-fashioned and join us. We're so glad you're here. Nugabel podcast and our special badass women in biz series for International Women's Month in March. And tonight, two of my favorite interests collide, the foodie side of me and the business entrepreneur side of me. My guest tonight mm-hmm. is Brianna Garza, a co-founder or just founder of Chat Taste. So that question I get a lot. I am the co-founder um, because when Chat Taste was first in its idea form, There were two additional women that helped me um, kind of develop the process. So to honor them, I consider myself the co-founder, although it is a single member LLC. Awesome. True, true boss, babe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you end up in Chattanooga? And give us a glimpse into your business. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) That question is super involved. So how I got to Chattanooga, um, I was actually... On my way to UT Knox, most Chattanoogans won't accept that, and I know that, but I was super intimidated. I graduated from high school early. Mm -hmm. I was 16 when I graduated. I went and did a college tour of the campus at UT Knoxville and was overwhelmed. So my plan was to do do my freshman year at UT Chattanooga Mm -hmm. and then transfer to UT Knoxville. Okay. Once I got a feel for college, you know, what does that entail? I had no clue. And I was a first-generation college student, so, you know, I had no one to rely on to tell yeah. me what that, you know, process looked like. And I fell in love with the city. Mm-hmm. So fast forward literally 13 years later, and I'm still here. Wow. I oh, think, yeah. I think that's a new one. I've heard a lot of how'd you end up in Chattanooga stories, and I think that's a new one. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. I right. like it, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such, you know... um, UT Knox is, I'm a Balls fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I could sing Rocky Top right now, but I don't want your viewer count to drop significantly. <laughs> um, but I love Chattanooga. Um, I blossomed as a person. Yeah. Um, I met my husband here. I had my daughter here. I started the business here. Like mm-hmm. Chattanooga helped me grow not only as a female entrepreneur, but as a person. So I relate to that pretty hardcore as well. Seriously. Yeah. I moved here uh, right after college. Uh-huh. For my job, the job that I'm still at, yeah, was in a relationship with my college boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And when that ended, I was just like, what am I supposed to do with myself? We've all been there. And <laughs> I stayed. And once I realized that like, I'm an independent woman mm-hmm. and I can like do my own thing, Shout I out. did it. And still here. Nice. So, you know, I relate to that story so much. And that's what I typically hear. Mm-hmm. You know, people just find themselves here. Yep. It's never truly the destination. 
um, not option A per se, but people that, especially transplants, mm-hmm. we love it. Yep. We love Chattanooga. This city allows us to imagine and it's an incubator for ideas. I've never felt like I didn't belong. Same. You know, I am a Chattanoogan by heart. Yep. Not a native, but definitely adopted. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Proud to say that. So let's dive into Chat Taste. Um, Tell us a little bit about what it is and how it got started. Can I start with what Chat Taste is not? Sure. So Chat Taste is not a restaurant. Okay. I always get people to say, hey, what's on your Chat Taste menu? (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, Chat Taste is, is truly, there is no physical location for Chat Taste. Right. Um, Chat Taste, envision Uber, right? Mm-hmm. Uber is the largest transportation company in the nation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can say globally because I'm not sure. I haven't done that research. But it owns no vehicles. Right. Airbnb is the largest hospitality company in the nation, in the world. Owns no real estate. Mm-hmm. Chat Taste uses those models of being completely service-oriented. We are the Uber and Airbnb of the culinary world. Nice. Yeah. This is kind of the easiest way to explain what chat taste is, is explain what we're not. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we do, and we've gone through different transformations, like the company in its inception was an opportunity to show people Chattanooga. We were so excited, and I'm always going to use the pronoun we to honor my other Mm co-founders. We were so excited about being in Chattanooga and being transplants of the community that we wanted to showcase it, and we were doing it already. Anytime our friends came into Chattanooga, they'd ask, okay, where do we go? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And it was always based on the restaurant. Where do we eat? Yes. <laughs> My parents are actually coming to town soon, and every time they come, they're mm-hmm. like, where are we eating? Uh-huh. That's the first thing they ask is, where are we eating? So what Chat Taste um, in its early days was to answer that question. You know, when we were talking about our fix, I mean, what problem is Chat Taste fixing mm-hmm. is the inquiry of what do we eat tonight if we're in Chattanooga we have a short amount of time we have a limited um you know time to spend in the city what do we do yeah and the answer was to do it all so in its in its early stages chat taste was designed for tourists truly mm-hmm. to come into town to get a top of size dish at several restaurants to truly take advantage of the time that they were here to immerse mm-hmm. themselves in downtown Chattanooga into the culinary renaissance is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been here for over a decade. We did not have these options then. Even in the f- <laughs> almost five years that I've been here, it'll be five years in July, yeah. there's been so much change and so many new places have opened mm-hmm. that, like I said, even in these four and a half, almost five years, there's just been so much that's here now that wasn't here in 2015. And it continues to change. So it hasn't stopped yet. So um, for Chattanoogans that have been here longer than, you know, five years, 10 year marks and more, you know that the city is changing. It's evolving. It's living. It's alive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's growing and it's doing it in the most wonderful ways. Um, And I always base where I go. The first thing I do when I travel is I find out where I'm eating. Same. Yeah. Yeah. We're foodies. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's what we do. Um, So chat taste kind of evolved. I have several mentors and I use that term to really pay homage to the people that have supported chat taste. Um, I consider you a mentor. (laughs) Truly. I mean, any person that provides advice or even just an idea, their take on the city is valuable. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and we use it to build our company because it's made for locals. Mm-hmm. And so originally it's it was... It's technically market research. Seriously. <laughs> all the food that I eat, you know, I don't know if anyone listening is uh, works for the IRS, but it's all market research. I'm running it <laughs> off of my taxes. So originally, Chat Taste was for tourists, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're in phase two of Chat Taste. We, when we aggregated all the data from 2019, the zip code, 73% were from locals. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question was what percentage of your guests that come with you are local and which ones are tourists? Yeah. But that's interesting that it's mostly local. Seriously. And so now we're at this um, very exciting stage where who are we? Mm-hmm. You know, we were this company designed for tourists. You know, um, we marketed our company and our dynamic to the CVB. You know, help us help you figure out and help locals figure out what to do. Um, but with this data, we kind of went back to the drawing board because it was it was unexpected. Right. And so now um, when I ask guests, you know, I am the get, um, tour guide for our special event tours in West Village. Mm-hmm. And I do. I ask them. What brought you here? How did you learn about us? Mm-hmm. Why a food tour? And what they say is that they need help navigating downtown. Oh, certain parts of downtown especially. Yeah. And we are the beeline for locals and travelers to understand how to navigate the city. Mm-hmm. We give the cheat codes essentially on where to park, mm-hmm. what to do. We provide all the transportation for the food. Mm-hmm. We get your dietary preferences and your allergies before the tour starts. And then from there, we allow the chefs to do their thing. Like, nice. we really push your palate on the Chat Taste food tours. And it's been fun. I've had guests um, get a dish in front of them that they would have never ordered. And they mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. But I've also had the opposite. Yeah. I've had guests say, I will never try that again. But I'm glad I tried it. Yeah. I feel like that would be me. I'm a notoriously picky eater, which mm-hmm. is weird to say that as a foodie. But it's I, not. I feel like I, I joke that... I can't be a food critic because I'm too picky and I'll just say no to things because like the texture is weird or something. But that, yeah, that's super interesting. And by nature, we gravitate to what we're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You know, I consider myself a foodie as well, but every restaurant that I go to before chat tastes, I knew what I was ordering. I had my favorite dish at every location. (laughs) I know. I am also a customer of Chat Taste Mm -hmm. because I do enjoy the concept of allowing the head chef to curate a dish Mm -hmm. based on my specifications. Mm -hmm. It's like having a good bartender that like you don't even have to order. They just, you sit down and they know what you want. And you, the reason why you go back to that bar is because of the relationship you build. Mm -hmm. So now we're in phase three of Chat Taste. Um, I had a mentor from the Chamber of Commerce, shout out, love the chamber. And what he told me is, he said, you know what? Chat taste isn't about the food. And I was like, what do you mean? It is 100% about the food. And he said, no, chat taste is truly about the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we can, I, I said, you know it, you're right. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Well, chat taste is literally about the community. It's about people. It's about the food, but the food can sell itself. The food in Chattanooga does not need chat taste. The food is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What Chattanooga needs is someone to curate those experiences that allows people to experience the food in in as effortless a way as possible. And that's where we come in. I love it. So that's where we are. We're in that third phase of chat taste and we are a play on words now. Mm -hmm. Chat taste is the conversation over food because as you know, you know, (laughs) the conversations can, you know, are important and you learn so much and 
people are more likely to be comfortable and be vulnerable when they have an incredible dish in front of them. Oh, yeah. I saw on your website that y'all offer three tours right now. We do. Um, let's dive into those. What are the tours and where do they stop? So the West Village is our signature tour, which is located outside the Westin Hotel. So guests are able to get a taste of tapas-sized dishes, signature plates from uh, Paloma's, Alimentari, Citrona Sal, and Old Gibbon Grill. Yum. I have been to two of those. Oh, my word. And what I've found is that even guests that have been to those restaurants before have a different experience Mm -hmm. when they go on a chat taste food tour. Mm -hmm. Um, What I love most about that option is that the head chef delivers the food to the table for guests, Mm -hmm. introduces the food, and answers questions regarding the inspiration behind it. Nice. And that's an experience you can't get. I mean, and the head chef would love to deliver food to Mm -hmm. to every table. It's just... It's impossible. Yeah, chefs love talking about their food. Oh my, it's their art. We have a huge art scene in Chattanooga, and we forget that chefs use, instead of a a canvas, their medium is your plate. Mm -hmm. It is their art. Yep. Chefs are artists. Absolutely. So the the next tour that we have is our Taco Tuesday. Yes. I think, and I'm going to stand behind it, I don't care what anyone says, that people pick the city that they live in based on that city's ability to Taco Tuesday. (laughs) It's bold, but I stand behind it. I've never thought about that. Mm -hmm. It is a thing. Shout out to LeBron James for trying to, uh, you know copyright that phrase i'm glad it didn't happen because i would have to change (laughs) my entire campaign but oh my god an entire hashtag would just die seriously but who doesn't love tacos i had them for (laughs) dinner last night i i literally could eat a taco every day of my life breakfast tacos lunch tacos dinner tacos you can't go wrong with a taco my abuela we used to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with a tortilla Ooh. yeah Interesting. Everyone right now is thinking about it, and they didn't know that it was a thing, and it, it has now been incepted. Flour or corn tortillas? <laughs> oh, flour for the peanut butter and jelly, but typically there are nothing but corn in our house. Same. I like corn butter. Mm-hmm. And it gets kind of weird with the store-bought ones, but we're, that's a topic for another day. Yes. So in terms of Taco Tuesday, we are actually evolving Taco Tuesday. Ooh, okay. We are exploring um, different means of transportation for that tour. Okay. Currently, we use the Chatty Wagon. I encourage everyone to download the Chatty Wagon app. Mm-hmm. It is a way for you to navigate the downtown proper area for free. Mm-hmm. Their business model is really interesting. It's super interesting, and they're they're locals. Yeah. They're your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, you can support larger institutions like Uber, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's there's no problem in that. But why not? So be a movement and support Chattanooga yep. locally owned business. Uh, the last time my parents were here in the fall, they brought friends of theirs from North Carolina uh-huh. and they stayed downtown. They took the chatty wagon everywhere. It was so cute. It's amazing. You park for free. And this is a pro tip um, for anyone listening that wants to know how to navigate downtown. You park for free in North Shore and you navigate from North Shore all the way to Southside via the chatty wagon. Yep. It's a free service. You download the app, they pick you up. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't get better than that. It, yeah, it's super nice, and they do a great job with it. Absolutely. So they currently provide the transportation for Taco Tuesday, and they will continue to be a partner of Chat Taste because the customer service is wonderful, and people love the opportunity for a private chatty wagon for mm-hmm. their tours. Um, but we're also looking into electric bikes. Ooh, okay. Pedestrian tours. Um, right now, the only pedestrian tour is the West Village tour. Because everything's add- right there. Right, right, absolutely. It's literally... 
um, an eighth of a mile round trip. Mm -hmm. It's super easy and it's accessible. And that's important to me because my background is working um, with people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So that's super important to me. Um, But the Chat Chase Taco Tuesday tour is evolving and we're excited to see where it goes. March 10th and March 17th are going to be dates that we really look to explore the opportunity to use the, the Pedego electric bike option. Okay. Um, we're looking to unite North Shore with Riverfront. Okay. Two completely different vibes, mm-hmm. but the food is phenomenal at both locations. Um, and then we have our Art and Mural Tour. Okay. Tell me more about that one. That one I'm super excited about. So we're really pushing it because, again, Chat Chase is a conversation over food. Mm-hmm. That conversation is about muralism. Ooh, okay. I may have made that word up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But muralists, you know, um, typically muralists don't own the rights to their work. Because it's public, technically. Correct. And there's a tendency, and this is not on purpose, but artists tend to get exploited because their art is... People are incentivized and they gravitate towards art and people can um, market others' work. But we believe that those artists should receive um, a portion of proceeds whenever mm-hmm. that happens. Um, so we are featuring um, the Muralist 7. Oh, he's great. He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's spoken at Creative Mornings once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal. I'm a great person, an incredible artist. I'm a Chattanooga native. Mm-hmm. It's everything Chattanooga, uh, Chat Taste and Chattanooga is about. Yep. And so we'll be featuring a few of his murals. We have seven total that are going to be on that tour. But that Fitting. tour, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Um, but that tour is for Southern Cuisine. Um, and we're branching outside of downtown. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So little known fact, Chat Taste does own a 10-passenger van. Okay. And we'll be using that van to travel from downtown to um Flaming Rooster on, on Brainerd Road, right okay. through the tunnel, back downtown to Uncle Larry's. Ooh, okay. So unfortunately, that is not a vegetarian-friendly food tour option, and I myself am vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But it's still, if, you, if you're into the arts, it's still worthwhile to go on that tour because the sides at both locations are incredible, and there is highly immersive in the arts. Mm-hmm. Still a good option. Absolutely. I have not been to Uncle Larry's yet, but I hear, what is it, like their hot fish or mm-hmm. something is supposed to be like the best in the city. I would say the best in the region. Okay. TripAdvisor listed them as one of the best locations in the South. Okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get over my dislike of seafood and go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Good to know. I drive by it semi-regularly, so I'll have to stop one day. Yeah. Good to know. So... In the very beginning, you touched on uh, still calling yourself a co-founder and yes. homage to the ladies that mm-hmm. um, helped you start Chap Taste. But aside from that, um, what else was important to you throughout the process of planning and launching your business? One thing that I didn't want to deviate from was the organic relationships that happened. Mm-hmm. So the restaurants that are currently on the tours are restaurants that I patron at frequently. Mm-hmm. We cultivated this kind of family within ourselves. I would have meetings um, even before Chat Taste started for other reasons and, you know, just to plan out Chat Taste. And I, I never felt unwelcome. Um, a mentor of mine is the proprietor in West Village. And 
he's the one that asked me tough questions. Mm -hmm. He said, well, how are you going to make a living doing this? You know, that's the difference between like, you know, a hobby and your livelihood. And I, was I like, well, hate that question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's a tough question that has to be asked because it's the difference between a hobby and growth, mm-hmm. you know, and, and growth is tough. Growing pains are real. So real. They are real. And I appreciate him for doing that. And that's why West Village will always be our signature tour in our birthplace. Nice. For sure. That location has um, helped us substantially. But I do want to always be sure that we offer an authentic experience. Every restaurant is a restaurant that is either locally owned or support local farms. Um, Every location um, that we provide on a food tour gives a little piece of Chattanooga, whether it's history or the family that owns it. I mean, in what you're going to learn when you're on the tour is what you can't get from a menu. Oh, yeah. You're going to get so much information on what inspired that location, why that location exists, so that you can feel more at home when you return to that spot. You're Mm -hmm. getting kind of a insider's view, kind of the the cheat code to the culinary world, what's happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we always want to be sure Chat Taste provides is that authentic experience and something that um, guests can take with them. I want them to feel special, and you will. You are going to leave that restaurant knowing more about that location that people are surrounding you have. Mm -hmm. And that's a super special to like that experience because it makes you want to go back. It makes you want to come back to Chattanooga in general. Mm -hmm. We always want people visiting. Oh yeah. We had over 3 million guests last year. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We had 3 million tourists last year and I I think that number is going to grow. Oh yeah. I mean, what was it like TripAdvisor and some other like notable travel publication listed us in like the top 20 cities to visit in 2020. So people want to come to Chattanooga. We are a hidden gem. Just don't stay long because we don't like traffic. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like it. I love when people complain about Chattanooga traffic and I'm like, I grew up in Atlanta. Oh, word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It ain't Atlanta traffic. No, or Nashville. Nashville's getting bad too. It is. It's awful. Yeah. I hate traveling through. Um, My father was at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. So Mm -hmm. I go to Clarksville a lot. That's where my family still is. But yeah, it's a, you have to plan it accordingly. Oh yeah, you have to budget like two extra hours just in case. No, I can't do it. There's nope. not enough espresso in the world. No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, so being an entrepreneur uh-huh. is not easy. No. Uh, what were some of the challenges you faced throughout this process and how did you overcome them? I would say the most significant kind of difficulty that I've faced thus far, because I know more coming, um was truly being pliable. Okay. I had my vision for chat taste and truly being able to listen to what the community wanted in a food tour company was such a learning experience and it was truly humbling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, your idea is your baby. You know, it's like, hey, your kid shouldn't wear that. Excuse me? You know, <laughs> you know, your kid should be eating that. Your kid should be, you know. Um, but truly taking advice and humbling myself enough to accept it mm-hmm. and not everything will be applied but I it's heard mm-hmm. and having appreciation for those that are willing to provide that insight because they are not more they're more than just a customer they're your neighbor they're the community and if you want a community driven product you have to listen to people yeah 
and chat taste has changed. It's, it's changed significantly th- um, from the original idea, and I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. Change is often a good thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so what does it mean to you to be a female entrepreneur in Chattanooga? Oh, wow. Um, Loaded question, I know. <laughs> well, I never have to distinguish myself as a female entrepreneur necessarily, but I can say that other female entrepreneurs, including yourself, we stick up for each other. We like, do. There's like this unspoken coalition. We need t-shirts and like, and capes. We need to, <laughs> we need to like, like be the a group. tours that we're yes. <laughs> we absolutely are this unspoken coalition of support, and I appreciate it. But truly, I get it from other entrepreneurs, whether they're they're female or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say, other women entrepreneurs, we feel it on a different level. Yeah, I think so too. And the support is incredible. Like, and the th- the thing for me is. It doesn't matter whether you're a female entrepreneur or a male entrepreneur. It's building something from scratch. Mm-hmm. I truly appreciate grit. Yes. If you're able to deal with hardships and make it happen, I have the utmost respect for you. And I would do whatever I can to help you. Mm-hmm. And I've received the same in return. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, it's serendipitous, you yep. know? Um, so Women support women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially here in Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. Um, I never even like thought I would go down the entrepreneurial path until I moved here and started working here and kind of saw how things kind Mm -hmm. of play and how well people work together and how willing people are to support one another. You know, you get a vision and you're just like, all right, I'm going to make it happen. It might take me 10 years, but I'm going to make it happen. (laughs) I think that Chattanooga is kind of a time machine. Mm -hmm. Chattanooga, where you have an idea in another location where the market is super saturated, Chattanooga is an incubator of ideas. Mm-hmm. We support the arts and we support a good idea that promotes um, the city. Yes. Last thing I want to touch on. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned as an entrepreneur and what advice would you offer to aspiring entrepreneurs? I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned is balance. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about that? <laughs> Seriously, I have been up to my eyeballs in work where I've just said, you know what? I have a million things to do. Nap it is. <laughs> and learning that it's okay to not check every item off your list that day, to pace yourself, to still be Brianna, not chat taste because they're two separate entities, to still be mom. To still be a phenomenal partner to Justin, like to still cook. I'm not the best cook. That's why I do chat taste. Um, <laughs> but um, that balance has been the biggest lesson. Um, if I were to give advice to other entrepreneurs, whether they're female or not, I would say action steps, tangible action steps. And, you know, we've had conversations, Kate, where we just weren't sure if we could call ourselves entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you know in chat taste. I still struggle with that like yeah. it's weird for me to call myself an entrepreneur and I think you and I talked Seriously. about this yeah. when I was like I'm not going to feel like an entrepreneur until I've got a tangible thing that is like providing income I don't think income is is it and that's exactly what you told me a couple yeah. weeks ago <laughs> I think you are an entrepreneur when you take that first step 
when you have the idea and you put that first action step in place to achieve your dream. Mm-hmm. Most businesses don't make money in the first year. They're still a business. Mm-hmm. When I first started running, I didn't do a first marathon until three years in. Half marathon. <laughs> but I You're was still, still a running. runner. You're still running more than me. <laughs> I was still a runner, you know. Yeah. Um, I think those action steps and setting dates – I put um, something down, and this was the advice of a good friend of mine, a poet, that said, write down when you plan to fully immerse yourself creatively. And I stuck to that. And I promise you, um, the universe will will put you in a situation where you have to face yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's who you really, looking in the mirror is the hardest thing to do. And to say, all right, I have this goal for myself. How am I going to achieve it? You have, you're not competing with anyone. There can be someone with a similar product, a similar concept. I would encourage all entrepreneurs to collaborate. Um, Chattanooga is a city that supports it. You're going to have people that are interested in your vision if you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to put together the, a plan, write it down, set dates, and that truly makes you an entrepreneur. See, that's the part I'm really bad at. <laughs> I'm learning too. Don't feel bad. I get, I get overwhelmed with it. I'm just like, I, a couple months ago, I was like, someone told me, oh, what's your business plan? And I'm like, I don't have one. And then I'm sitting here at home Googling how to write a business plan. Pinterest, shout out. I did and my taxes first... too. Oh, stop it. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we did our, per- our first pitch in October. You know, we had our an official ribbon cutting in September, although mm-hmm. we were providing kind of corporate tours all summer long. And I had no idea what a pitch deck was. And I got accepted into um, Will It Float, um, mm-hmm. sponsored by Collab. Great event. It was it was phenomenal. But we uh, part grew. of Startup Week, right? Yes. yes. And we won People's Choice. I had mm-hmm. no idea what a pitch deck was literally <laughs> seven days prior to competing in that competition. Oh, my gosh. Like, growth happens, but I'll tell you and what. And quick, too. Yes. I had the help of another female entrepreneur. She put my pitch deck together for me. She supported me. She helped take my vision for what I wanted people to know about Chat Taste. Mm-hmm. And she put it down on in, in, a, in a presentation format. Nice. You know, I'm so incredibly appreciative of this city because if it wasn't for Chattanooga and the support, I don't know that I could do this. But I, I feel empowered. I feel supported. And that makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we will wrap up that segment of the podcast there. Now, we're going to play with my jar. If you oh, are goodness. a loyal Nougabelle podcast listener, you know all about the jar. But for new listeners... This is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with fun little things for us to talk about. So They're neon colored. For yes, those they that are. <laughs> um, but we'll each draw a couple and we can okay. answer each other's questions. Sounds good. Who All goes right. first? I will. Let's do this orange one for the Vols. What's your favorite breakfast food? I fast for breakfast. Okay. I drink my coffee. Um, I drink it black. I'm start. I'm trying to. Oh, it takes a while. I was adding uh, sugar and honey to kind of go from my my uh, mocha latte mm-hmm. to black coffee was a transition. Um, so I don't eat breakfast, but for my first meal of the day, okay. If we were to call that breakfast, oh my word, it is probably something that is alive. Um, I'm vegetarian for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. So I do like to have a good salad. Okay. 
Yeah, I know that's super cliche, like, wow, good job, good hearing, <laughs> salad. Um, but I do like to jazz it up. I always have pepitas, cranberries, mm-hmm. olives. Um, I always keep mushrooms in the house. Um, so it's definitely super carb-loaded chickpeas. I love mm-hmm. a good garbanzo bean. But it's usually something um, alive that I start my day with. Gotcha. I am a huge fan of avocado toast. Ooh. So avocado toast, I do it with goat cheese and mm-hmm. olive oil. Nice. On multigrain or seeded bread if possible. Ooh, I think I'm going to make a foodie Friday post like who makes the best avocado toast. Oh, I have opinions on that. I, I, <laughs> I feel inspired now. <laughs> All right. Now you can draw one. Okay. I'm going to draw. All right. Let's see. Uh-oh. Pick two. Grabbing one. If you could bring back one thing from your childhood, what would it be? Ooh, VCRs. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. They were so cumbersome. They were, but it's the nostalgia. Okay. It's, I mean, I, anytime I pass by like an old bookstore, an Mm -hmm. antique store, they've got shelves of VHS tapes and they're all the ones that I had in my cabinet growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just so badly just want to take that VHS of Anastasia and just put it in the VCR and kick back and watch. Oh my goodness. I love Anastasia. You know what I would watch? And it's probably not the most appropriate child movie, Titanic. Oh, man. So I have never actually seen Titanic start to finish. We have to have a movie night. <laughs> we have to finish that. Like, seriously, you have to watch Titanic. I, I think part of it was I was watching it on TV one night. Uh-huh. And it's just, they put commercials in. And it turns like a three and a half hour movie into a five hour movie. And mm-hmm. But I've never seen Titanic start to finish. We may have to get the VHS and f- I mean, literally, and just watch the movie. <laughs> Track down someone with a VCR. <laughs> it's tr- truly. We'll have to go and let go our Facebook uh, you Marketplace. Know, serious to find a, v- yeah. a VCR. Maybe McKay's has one. Um, let's see. Something that I would bring back from my childhood. Because I'm a mom, I'm going to say, like, muddy knees. Oh, yes. I would play outside all the time as a kid. And I have a child that has a favorite puddle in our backyard. <laughs> And she obsesses about it. It's a little bit weird. Our neighbors and I have talked. <laughs> They're concerned. Um, but I wish we could get back to more um, outdoor play. Yes. That's something that I've been reading about a lot lately because I'm thinking, like, there there are things that scare me about being a parent. Like, how am I going to teach my children about social media mm-hmm. and screen time? And there's yeah. all these studies coming out that are, like, reduced screen time for children. I'm like, well, no shit. Why do we need a survey to tell us this, you know? <laughs> But I'm right there with you. And truly, how you raise your kid is totally up to you. I mean, I'm not here to give parenting advice by any means. I mean, Constance has worn the same t-shirt to school two days in a row on occasion. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) (laughs) But I think there's something to be valued about being in the sun and exploring and using your imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that technology can be superficial. I mean, just imagine if we were never told that we couldn't do something. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be valued about that, and that's what we promote in our house. I love it. I'm coming to you for parenting advice when I have a child. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we still tr- struggle with bath time. What is your go-to comfort food? Oh, my goodness. My go-to comfort food. I love soups. Oh, especially this time of year. Uh-huh. I love a good soup. 
and I used to, my favorite soup option are typically cold soups. Okay. Um, Alimentari offers an assortment of cold soup options, but I have a girlfriend, um, Nicole, um, and she's going to kill me for name dropping because we'll, everyone will be outside her house asking for this soup. But <laughs> she makes a phenomenal tofu curry in green bean soup. Interesting. It is incredible. Um, she made a potato soup for us um, last week. Mm-hmm. But I am literally the first one up for seconds every time she makes a <laughs> soup. I, just, I don't know what it is about a, a good broth-based soup. Mm-hmm. I like ramens, but anything with a broth base mm-hmm. is my go-to option. My boyfriend recently made his own beef broth from st- uh, from scratch. Oh, nice. And now he's got like five jars of it in his fridge, so... Listen, bone broth is legit. It is. It's actually good for you. Uh-huh. Um, my go-to comfort food is mac and cheese. Oh. Now I want to steal your... <laughs> I wanna... <laughs> that. I want to take it back. That one. With, with no fewer than three cheeses. Really? What are you adding yours? White cheddar, smoked gouda, and fontina. I don't even know what fontina is. It's a little bit milder. Uh-huh. It's a harder cheese. Yeah. Um, but it melts really well. So what I'm hearing is that we're going to have a movie night. With and Titanic gonna- <laughs> and mac and cheese. <laughs> we're going to have mac and cheese, a charcuterie board. Yes. It's going to be a good evening. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. One more for us. One more. I'm picking. Let's see what we got here. One thing I like to learn to cook is. Ooh. Okay, so a little bit of a story here. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend and my first date was at the 405. Nice. The uh, Middle Eastern place uh-huh. that no Doesn't longer exist. <laughs> so we are going to make shawarma for our anniversary. Okay. So I need to learn how to make shawarma. <laughs> I don't know what shawarma is. It's um, a cooking, a Middle Eastern Mediterranean like cooking style, but it's a very specific like spice blend um, style of cooking. So you can do it with like chicken, lamb, beef. Chicken, lamb, and beef, usually. So I think we're going to do it with chicken. Oh, nice. But I'm going to learn how to make shawarma. We'll see how this goes. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over. I'll be, your, uh, I'll be your, your test dummy. All right. So one thing I like to learn to cook is dal. What's that? So dal is a traditional Indian dish. Okay. Um, it's lentils and different spices. I have a friend um, that makes it for me. Mm-hmm. And it is phenomenal. And I crave it. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's so good, and like the the curry and the different spices, the paprika. I mean, it's incredible. The cumin, um, but no one makes it like her, and I'm almost afraid to attempt it mm-hmm. because I'm afraid it won't rise to the occasion. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking I'll also have to call her and beg her to make it for yeah. me. But doll, I would make that would be the one dish I would love to learn to cook. Awesome. I am not super well-versed in Indian food. Mm-hmm. So there's that Indian place or Indian booth in a Market South. Yeah? I may have to branch out next time I'm there instead of just getting fried rice every time. That is so good. The pineapple fried rice there is phenomenal. Oh, I haven't tried that yet. It is good. Good to know. I might try that next time I go. Hey, let me know. I'll meet you there for lunch. Nice. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't shy away from an opportunity to eat some yummy food downtown. Same. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we are going to wrap up there. Thank you, Brianna, so much for joining me. This was fun. Um, where can people find you and Chat Taste on the internet to learn more? Well, we have a Pinterest page. We are always pinning things to do in Chattanooga, places to visit, um, food to try. We're on YouTube, Chat Taste. We're on Instagram, at Chat Taste. Um, we are on Facebook, 
And um, to book tours, go to our website, um, chattaste.com. When you're typing it in, it is three T's. <laughs> it gets weird. You're not typing it wrong. C-H-A-T-T-T-A-S-T-E.com. And uh, book a tour. Ask us some questions. We love people that um, want to inquire about how the process works. Um, and what we do is we take those questions and we add them to our frequently asked page. Nice. So that other people can know the answer to those questions. So we do appreciate that kind of message board concept that we have on our website. Awesome. I will throw all the contact info in the show notes when the episode goes live. You are the bomb. Awesome. <laughs> you are the bomb for joining me and talking about food and entrepreneurship all night. That's my jam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the New Bell podcast. I will catch y'all on the